Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yay! Cheers! Cheers! I know we're in the same place. Um, I'm already drunk. I'm already buzzed. So we just had an excellent. Oh, also, hi, I'm Liza. Oh my goodness. Let's tr- let's just start. no. Let's not. Let's I like not. this. Yeah, you know, I usually am the one to make a start over, but this time we're just like I'm really just loose. Feeling it. Like in full transparency, it's right before the holidays. This is coming out after the holidays, but it's right before. It and, is. You know, it's 10 p.m. It. We're like buzzed. We've already done like a couple recording yeah we've got some drinks going we're in date 13's apartment he's not here we're just taking over like what? i feel like we're having like, like a house party i forgot to put those lights on but they're like no magical. i unplugged them to plug in oh, right, the we're plugged recorder. in there okay sorry it's just like very magical we do we're gonna take a picture we're gonna post it for you oh we're, my god i look so bad it. but it'll be good maybe we'll, we'll do filter one because it. there are <laughs> christmas props from a dinner party that was held here amazing okay. anyway but this is 51 first dates you found us <laughs> I'm Kimmy. I'm Liza. And this is the dating podcast that started as a dating experiment slash project slash whatever you want to think of it as. Um, this is like our very chill new vibes. This is coming out in 20, 2019. It's coming out in 2019 to your ears. Um, it's a better year already. This one might not be. This one might still be 2018. Oh, is it? Okay. Whatever. Whatever What's year one? it is, listeners, it's, fucking roll with it, man. It's in between. The it's eight, 2019 it vibes, even if it's still 2018. Exactly. Um, and we just had this really lovely conversation that we want to tell you about, but then just like have you listen to. So Melissa diamond who hosts the, he said what podcast, which is another dating podcast. That's New York based. Really awesome. We were connected through her by another guest that we've had. It was just, it was a really great conversation. I think mm-hmm. like we realized we also are on her podcast in early 2019. Um, and I think we realized like a lot of our listeners are just going through the same things. And I just feel like I'm, I'm like so like cheesy now, but I don't know. I feel like the big thing, the big takeaway is like, we're all feeling the same thing. And it's really nice actually that like, if you've found us through Melissa or vice versa, if you're going to now find Melissa, like we're, we're all having the same experiences. Yeah. Like it's always horrible. Yeah. And even slash when, great. yeah, it's already, oh, it's always horrible slash great. No matter what stage of dating or being single or being in a relationship you are in. But I do appreciate that Melissa is a little bit younger than us. She's 26, closer to most of our listeners age. And I think you guys will, you women and men actually will appreciate that as well. Um, yeah, just like badass started a podcast. I just wouldn't have been able to do it at 26. What were we? For sure. 29, maybe 28 How for like a month. We? Yeah, no. <laughs> I think I was 28 for a month. And I, I don't know why I'm so fixated on age. It must be a product of 30. I keep talking well, about my age. No, I've thought about this a lot. I mean, I think that every year in your 20s is like a decade. <laughs> you know, mm. it's like the difference between 22 and 26 is huge. The difference between 26 and 30 is huge. In a way that the difference between 32 and 37 probably isn't, you know? Although I'm not yeah. there yet and I don't know. Yeah. And people, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's if you're important. listeners in your 30s, let us know if the differences feel so pronounced. Because to me, I feel like when I was 22, eight years ago and moving to the city, I was essentially like an, a tiny infant who didn't understand anything. Well, like, yeah, our brains are technically still developed yeah. at 30, but not, not to talk down to 22 year olds. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, we I'm, love you. <laughs> I was especially an infant because I just had never figured anything out. But And also I just, yeah, I feel like by infant, it's like the same thing, like where my parents would always have better, like my grandparents are wise. Like, that's the, my dad always says this. I really appreciate it. He's like, that's the coolest thing about life. Like the older you get, the more perspective you have. It's like, you don't actually want to go back. Yeah. I rarely want to go back just because you have so much more. I really don't want to go back. I want the energy of me at like 23. Okay. Yeah, but fair, that's fair. it. That's the only thing. But like, you, I couldn't appreciate it in the same way without the wisdom I have now. Like everything's great. The one time I really don't want to go back to though is like middle school. I wouldn't relive that. I, I would skip recently. middle school. Honestly, this is a really controversial statement, but high I would school. skip college. Oh, I loved high school. I, I'm I a fucking rare. I, I wasn't even weird. cool. I wasn't even popular. None of that, whatever. But I just had good friends. I was doing my thing. I felt like myself. And uh, I did not feel that way in college. I was insecure constantly. But do you think you grew from it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, I had had the same friends 
from the time I was in elementary school, middle school, into high school. And, you know, middle school was horribly awkward and I was like covered in acne and feeling horrible about myself and whatever. But in high school, I kind of owned, owned it and I had really good friends and I had, you know, I was really into my academics and into theater and like the stuff I was into, I loved. Yeah. And it was very pure, I think, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had really strong friendships, which is always a thing, always a helpful mm-hmm. thing. And then in college, I had to make new friends and I had literally no idea how to make friends. I agree with you, weirdly. And I like feel like if I had stayed at NYU, I would have, if I had not transferred, I would have been, and I love my friends from there, but overall I was way more insecure there because I yeah. was just like too young to be doing this really cool theater program where I continue. Just shout out to Ismail. He's Aww. in the new Mary Queen of Scots movie. No Sorry. way. This is like a, this, this is not an ad, but like our, a friend of both of ours, mine from NYU, Liza's from her days working in theater is blowing up on like every TV show. Every He's in a movie with Jane the Virgin actress. Sorry. Not like, like, but he's in Mary Queen of That's Scots. Awesome. And we have really, to go, we should go see it together. Totally. He's really talented. He's very talented. And, and he has the most magical eyes. He's one of those people that when you look in his eyes, you just see the whole universe. I remember first day of like acting school and we always like, that guy's going to be famous and it's happening. And anyway, that's a full tangent and I'm sorry, but I do feel like, like that weird way I felt like in this, like, like I was sinking into a cocoon of myself in middle school. I didn't quite feel like until college. I'm just feeling like really deeply like, and I'm weirdly feeling it once in a while in a different way at business school where I'm just like, are these friendships real? Are they not? Mm -hmm. They are. And they're amazing people, but it's like, when you're thrown into something so new. Totally. I felt like it when I first transferred to. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm just, I like when I'm like comfortable. We both grew up in the same school system. Yeah, we had town. Towns a lot, we, we didn't know. Yeah. You didn't even, no, you never, we both didn't My go to different My parents still live in the house I, yeah. I grew up in. And neither of us like went to private high school. Yep. And like it was definitely offered to you and offered to me with a couple of specific schools. And I was like, no, I need to stay. We both have the same best friend since like it's pre-kindergarten and like, which is very rare. I know he's sound like, (laughs) but it was honestly a product of like that whole, like you just grow up together, like totally. And you just continue. And for sure it it can be really weird to like, you can't force that. Yes. I feel like the friends I am close to that business clerk. You can't just, no, it takes you to that level. I mean, yeah. And I think that it's very like, yeah, I think that for whatever reason, for me, college was a combination of like the most insecure I've ever felt and the mm-hmm. most newness. And those two things together made me not really enjoy it that much. And I was you so in my head. from Connecticut. Yeah, just, I was so in my head all the time. Yeah. I was constantly thinking about what other people thought of me. And um, it's so weird. I weirdly like, I think that's what's like, business school is awesome and I don't feel as in my head as the beginning of college but like weirdly it's like a little bit closer it's like a little triggering you're like oh yeah, yeah. everything's new and I'm just so aware totally and you I already think have about friends everything. who are like you're so aware of like not calling me out like knowing that but like it's like you're, you're what is what's wrong of course it's all fine and yeah. it's like I don't know. And also, as it applies to dating, it doesn't fucking matter what anyone thinks of it. It doesn't fucking matter. It just matter. doesn't matter. It is like And, dating. like, I'm trying to own that so much more because I do still feel insecurity all the time. Like, for me, like, I work at a lot of different offices and on a lot of different projects constantly. So I'm always working with new people and trying to get, mm. you know, trying to show new people that I know what I'm doing and that I am smart and that I'm a good communicator and blah, blah, blah. And... I am very constantly insecure about like, oh, I sent this email and it was worded badly or it wasn't yeah. clear or I made a small mistake. This is going to affect what they think of me. And I always have to check myself and be like, oh, hey, it doesn't fucking matter. You're good at your job. Just fucking do your job and yeah. they'll see it. But I think it's like the exact same thing as dating. Yeah. Where it's like, it doesn't matter. Just be yourself. If they don't get on board, then it's not right. I'm relearning that with interviewing. Sorry to always just bring it back to business school. But now I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm not dating anymore, but I'm interviewing and I know that comparing them can is like a double-edged sword but there is something about like the practice like we used to compare it to auditioning Mm -hmm. which is closer to interviewing but very different in the moment like you just it's a numbers game and it's not always about I'm in the mode of like I've done literally two like academic internship interviews and I'm like I'm not enough I'll never get the, the summer internship and it's like first of all you haven't interviewed for anything for summer second of all like it's a numbers game. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm literally talking to myself. No, I think, I mean, <laughs> I think that like all of life is trying to reconcile like what other people think of you with what you think of yourself. Yeah. 
And, and just the older you get, speaking of age and why we're caught up on the fact that like Melissa's younger than us and not caught up on it, but why we're like, oh, it's a, she's like, she's like so mature. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, you know, it's, I think that at, for me, every year I get older, the less I give a fuck what anyone mm-hmm. thinks of me, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it just starts to matter so much less and less and less and less every year. And like, fucking thank God, because it's so tight. It's so much energy wasted. Agreed. And on that note, welcome to 51 First Dates, the podcast where I went on a bunch of dates. Liza is my support system and amazing co-host and just gave all the wisdom. My brother now does the dates. We're having new daters come on. It's really exciting. Okay. I didn't do the 30 you second did pitch, but I no, did that was it. You it. did it. You did it. So basically that's the thing. That's our podcast. But today, more importantly, we have an awesome guest on who's going to share way more than like we could even speak to we were more sober when we were talking to her we're recording this after oh yeah we're back we're back if you're an old listener or sorry not old um original original og listener oh i hate myself okay if you have listened to the podcast for a while you'll remember our old drunken times it's because we're in person again together we're Mm -hmm. we're having a a nice little buzz and a, a little conversation about dating um but no, Melissa Diamond is amazing. Please go listen to her podcast. He said, what, we're on an episode. It's amazing. She said, really cool guests on. Um, yeah. And yeah. Then, and in the meantime, you can follow us at 5-1 First Dates Pod on Instagram. You can join our secret Facebook group, which is, if you go to Facebook and type into the search bar, 51 First Dates Secret, you will it'll pop up. You request it, someone approves you, and then you can bitch about dating in a safe place that no one else can see, except for the other for the other members of the group. Um, please email us your worst first date stories, or best first date, or weird first date, or honestly, like any weird dating stories. Email to five one first dates pod at gmail.com. Yeah. We love getting these. We read them on air, um, and it's a blast. Um, and also, if you could take a moment, please, to rate subscribe review on itunes that helps us so much get cool guests like melissa like every cool guest we've had okay enjoy here we are (laughs) so we're here we are with melissa diamond of the he said what podcast which you've all already added subscribed because we've just talked about it but right now you're listening to us so melissa thank you so much for being with us this is so fun yeah, I'm having the best time with you guys. This is awesome. Yes, we like co-recorded, if that's the right term. So we, you can listen to us twice together. Yes, you can go Lucky out and listen guys. to us. He said what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so as as we do, and as we've already told you, we're very annoying. We want to know about your worst first date or one of them. Well, where do I begin? <laughs> um, so there are, I've had a bunch of really bad first dates, but there's one that will always resonate that I've, I've talked about on my podcast early on. Um, I'm a very like straightforward and honest person, but this situation, like I could not deal with. Um, so I had gotten out of a relationship post-college and everyone's talking about this app called the league. It's like, so elite. Oh my God. If you get on it, you're the shit. I'm like, Oh my God, I got on it. I'm so cool. Like, meanwhile, like that's not a real thing. Um, (laughs) and you know, I matched with this really cute guy and he was like, let's get drinks. Um, but first he was like, let me pick you up at your apartment. I was like, Oh my God, that's so sweet. You know, like a gentleman, what is that like? And so he comes to my apartment and I open the door and he struts in and he goes, Oh my God. I just got these new jeans at Uniqlo today. Like how great are they? And first question was, okay, like if you're gay, straight, whatever you are, that's totally fine. But what is your sexuality? So like first, you know, Mm -hmm. so I texted my roommate, we were sitting on the couch just chatting and I was like, Hey, can you come out here and just like vet out this situation really quickly for me? And she's like, I don't get it. And I was like, you'll get it really quickly. So she comes out and chats with him. She texts me. She goes, yeah, definitely not straight. And I was like, all right, you know what? That's fine. I'll, I'll be polite. So the plan was we were going to go to dinner and then boldly we were going to go to the movies after. Who the fuck does that in the first day? Wow. Yeah. Horrible idea. So we go to dinner and picture like the worst movie like scene of a date that you can possibly fathom. Like the waiter spills it like sake all over me. The, the food comes out wrong. I can talk to a wall and he literally, there was just no communication. At, at one point he was like, 
I've like met like three Jewish people before. Like what, like what's like so like unique about Jewish people? Everyone's like, you're the chosen ones. And I was immediately like, oh my God. And you were like, great. Fuck. This is going to be fun. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be a great night. Like, let me take out my Torah for you. (laughs) Uh, it, It was awful. Like he just kept asking questions that, made me feel awkward and I have a very challenging time feeling awkward. Like I can navigate life in pretty weird situations. Um, and then he kept talking about how he wanted to go to the movies after. And in my mind, I'm like, I I can't do this. Like, how do I get out of this date? Like, this is so awkward. He's like, clearly nothing is up there. So I'm like, I have to run to the bathroom. Like my, my stomach really doesn't feel well. And I go in the bathroom and I call my best friend. I was like, I, I cannot go to the movies. Like, I need to get out of the state. Like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, when in doubt, fake diarrhea. So, <laughs> yeah. Who's going to be like, you don't have diarrhea. Like, no one's going to question that. So I, I go back out and I was like, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I, and I probably sound like the biggest asshole in the world, but like, I'm sorry. No. You all no. You all Are you not. kidding? You no. all would have done the same thing. Yeah. So I was like. I'm, I'm really sorry, but like, I'm having like a stomach issue. He's like, Oh no, like, let's get you some like peppermint tea. I was like, no, like I have diarrhea. And like, his face was like, uh, I was like, I'm going to get a cab home, but thank you so much for dinner. Left. He texted me an hour later. I had the best time with you. I would love to see you again. Like, can I bring you anything? It was like, what, what, what did you see that I didn't see? Like that just doesn't add up. Like, first of all, you made me feel uncomfortable about my religion. You may not be straight. There was just so many unanswered questions, so many red flags. And then I I told you I had diarrhea and you, you tried to still go out with me again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because like, I think there's a world where like someone not being freaked out by that. Like say I say I really had diarrhea and I was on a date and I just was like, I don't have the energy. I'm going to come clean about this. If I liked the guy and he was like, totally go home. Let me know if I can get you anything. I'd be like, he's a gem. But no, no I don't the think that. really. <laughs> we, I'll go oh my God. I just think that like the, whatever. Okay. I think the thing that consistently blows my mind is that so many of the worst first date stories we hear on this podcast from our listeners and from guests are like, he just didn't see how bad it was. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing where I'm like, what fucking planet are you on that you can't see that there's no connection? Right. Like what drugs were you on that you didn't share with me? Because I don't, I, I don't get it. Like what was so great about it? Because I was miserable throughout the entire thing. There's no way you are enjoying yourself. Like, let's be real. Like I can be a lot of fun. I can be super chatty. It was like, you could drop a pin. It's so interesting. I feel like your worst first date combines again, so many things that we've heard, like from like being a little bit offensive, we've gotten like some really offensive ones. He was offensive, like also not getting it. And then also like, we've talked a lot about the like seal of, the kiss of death of like had such a great time, but this is a weird version where he like really wanted to hang out again, but you did not at all. Like, I I don't understand when that is not, I, that's the hardest thing to navigate. Like, what did you say? Cause this comes up all the time. We're like, how do you handle that? Cause I'm terrible at it. I usually lie. Yeah. I'm at the point now where I'm just like way too honest. Like fuck the diarrhea thing. I'll just be like, listen, I think you're a really nice guy don't see this going anywhere, really don't want to waste your time. And I think that I would appreciate that more if someone did that to me. So I just try to like honor the same thing back. Even if you feel awful doing it, like no one wants to be rejected. It's not enjoyable to reject someone. It's not enjoyable to have that done to you. But what if I had said to him, yeah, let's go out again. And then he kept texting me. And then I did this like slow fade where like I just kind of stopped responding to him and left him kind of like without closure, I think that would have been worse than anything. No, I agree. So this comes up all the time and we're always like being honest, but not cruel is the best option. But when I was going on dates, I was just worse at that. I was just such a chicken and it was frustrating. I was frustrated by myself because I was like, all I would want was someone to be straightforward with me. And like, I feel like there should be like a contract for anyone 
Did you meet him online? Sorry. Or how did you meet him? We met on the league on the, the app. Oh, right. Yeah. Online. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Challenge. It's actually weirdly the one date I went on from the league is when I met my boyfriend, but like, Oh my God. Fuck. What did I do wrong? No, I don't think you did anything wrong. Well, that's the thing. There's no fucking formula. I I won't get too deep into it, but like, you know, that's one app. It feels very, um, like I'm not on Raya. I was never on Raya, so I don't know. But it feels like a fake version of that elitism well, sometimes. I can tell you I'm on Raya and like it is so basic. Like, Wait, will you tell us all about it? Yeah, I can tell you about <laughs> Raya. So basically, you it, it's interesting because dating profiles, it's like pictures and that's like little blurbs. This is like a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like you pick like 10 pictures and you pick a song and it like has this like natural flow. And then it's like your name, your Instagram handle and your occupation. And that's it. And it, it's just like this pretentious like app, I, I don't know, like every guy on there is like, I'm an actor, I'm a producer, I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, you, you're you the same as everyone else. You just have a connection that got you on this app. But that's the whole point of Raya is they want to be like the, you know, the Soho house of society, <laughs> right? Like you're lucky if we let you on. Really? You're not that lucky. If you have a friend that is Raya, like hit me up. I'm on Raya. I can get you on Raya. It's not challenging. Yeah. It's just supposed to be this like hierarchy of dating. If, if, if you're on it, you must be someone. Can I ask you what your Raya song is? Or is that uh, too embarrassing? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> no, no. I actually need to look because I haven't gone at it. But I, I, I changed it because my friends were like, that is the weirdest song ever. I think I had some like Fleetwood Mac song. Oh, maybe. that's good. I think maybe I still do. Let's see. I feel like it's good to go oh, cla- like classic. Now, now I have... Sympathy, sympathy for the devil, the Rolling Stones. Oh, cool! You have cool songs. That's good. That's a good yeah. vibe. Yeah, it's funny that like I feel like we've heard that like in LA, it's all like actor producers. But I don't know. Well, I guess we've talked to some people on it in New York, but I it's been a while. So yeah, it's funny. It's the same thing here. But anyway, sorry that I got us in a Raya tangent. I always get very interested and yeah, ask it. me ask me anything about Raya. But they're, more, they're not sponsoring this episode. <laughs> no, they're not. Like, that's not been a sponsor of ours. <laughs> so have you gone on Raya dates? I'm so curious about this. I haven't gone on one yet. I've been super bitter towards dating. I've also been, like, recording, I think, for the last two months, I've been recording four nights a week. That's so wild. Oh, my God. Yeah. Talk about having no social life. Um, so my plan for next year is to go on dates and yeah. to go on riot dates because a lot of the guys are really hot and like their songs are kind of cool my, one of my good friends was over here the other night and he took my phone and he's like we are gonna find you your guy and then he like was playing on riot and he's like i can't get over the powerpoint presentations like <laughs> this is the weirdest thing ever and he like would see a guy and the guy would be awful he'd be like i fucking love this song yes and he would just like swipe to it I'm like, there are so many like different factors into this. It's like, do I like the song? So I'm going to say yes. Do I think you look like decent? Do I see that you're a CEO? There, there yeah. are a lot of, you know, a lot of factors that play into that. Yeah. Like I feel like it's different seeing CEO on Raya versus like entrepreneur on Bumble. Like it's a very different vibe. self self-made <laughs> on Tinder. Yeah. Um, okay. So more broadly. So what, how did you start? He said, what, what like inspired you or that's really cheesy sounding, but like, how did you decide to start this podcast and like more broadly, like what dating experiences? Yeah. So I was in one of those stinger relationships last year. It was like four months and I clearly was way more into the guy than he was into me. Um, it was during cuffing season, how ironic. Mm-hmm. And, um, Uh, In the back of my mind, I think I thought that he was more into me than I was into him. Now, looking back, it was quite the opposite. And I totally lost myself in the relationship. Like, I relied on him for plans. Like, what he was doing, I wanted to be a part of. I totally disregarded, like, who I was as an individual. And three days before my brother's engagement party, he dumped me. And... (sighs) 
Yeah. Talk about like soul sucking. Was he yeah. going to go with you? Was he going to be your date? Yes. Oh no. my God. That's the fucking worst thing. Yeah. And he had, he had met my brother and my brother's fiance before, and he was so blackout that it was like mortifying. So to be honest with you, prior to him breaking up with me, I had already had the conversation with my friends that I, I think I knew that it wasn't going to work out, but the timing of it was all weird because he was about to meet my family and it's like, okay, if I bring him to the engagement party, like, you know, he's kind of in, if I break up with him, it, it was a mess, mm-hmm. but he, he beat me to it. He broke up with me and it totally just fucked me up. Um, I like, it was an ego blow. Like I lost my self esteem. I was confused. I didn't have closure. Um, there were so many missing pieces to the puzzle and I let that define me at the time. Like I later found out that he had been talking to his ex-girlfriend the whole time we were together. Um, Ugh. and they got back together. No. There were, yeah. Yeah. There were, there were a lot of things about this guy that, um, you know, I should have been more aware of the warning flags that were thrown at me, but I wanted love. I wanted to be with someone. I was ready to settle down with someone who wasn't right just because it was easy. So after this breakup, I was like, shit, I, I was this boss independent chick before who didn't need a man and totally lost that part of myself. And I, when I was younger, I wanted to do acting. I always kind of wanted to do something in entertainment. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to ask my guy friends about questions that I have no idea. I have an, I have an older brother. I thought I knew everything about guys. I thought I knew everything about dating. And this breakup was a slap in the face that I clearly didn't. So it just started as a hobby really. And then I started interviewing different people with different perspectives and it evolved into something like larger than life. Um, but it started from having this awful situation and instead of, dwelling in that, which I mean, I did for like a few months, but I eventually was like, I'm going to get myself back. I'm going to find a hobby and a passion and I'm going to just run with it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. It like, I'm sorry. It's not awesome. What happened to you? First of all, that's really shitty. And like weirdly though, what I having a project, like for me, it came from like a couple shitty things, like someone I couldn't get over. And then also not to get too deep, but our listeners know my mom passed away and I got really out of dating and like, also just like life, like all sorts of life, like having this project. Yeah. Like separate from like, even the dating that I did on it, having this podcast was like super life, like changing for me as dramatic as it is. I don't think I've ever said that, but like our listeners, like, it's just very cool that you kind of like took it like took back your power in that way like yeah because if you if you let others dictate your life you're never gonna be happy (laughs) and don't get me wrong like dating was challenging with this podcast life has been challenging with this podcast there have been so many challenges but i know ultimately that it makes me happy and i'm bettering myself from it so you know i could have quit early on but you know, nothing in life that's worthwhile is supposed to be easy. Yeah. That's a good point. So can we talk about what are like, what have been the biggest struggles in terms of like dating while you have a podcast? Cause obviously I really realize that weirdly, don't you even kind of oh, like, from exes sure. being like, I know you're talking oh, about dating. No, literally yeah. like I've bumped into exes who have listened to this podcast and been like, Oh, so I guess you just talk about me. I'm like, all right, well, let's all just fucking tuck our balls in and be adults. Yeah. yeah. Actually, every single one of my exes has acknowledged the podcast. One of, one of them, super, two of them, super supportive. One of them acknowledged it. The one that dumped me, you know, he's like, oh, it's always about me. And you know what? Thank you to the asshole that inspired this. But none of this is because of, you know, it didn't continue because of you. Um, dating has been challenging, though. I mean, I'm 26 years old. I have an open forum where I talk about dating. I bring on guests. We talk about controversial topics. We talk about things that most people think about, but we don't talk about. And so that creates a complex where the majority of men are nervous, are intimidated. They're fearful that going out with me equates to me putting them on my show when it's quite the opposite. Like if I have time, which very rarely I have time to go on dates. It's because I really want to. And 
I, I've been on multiple dates and, you know, one resonates with me where I was out to dinner with this guy and we were having such a great time. I was so excited, like, wow, this could actually, you know, maybe lead to a second date. But again, put that pressure on the date, like mm-hmm. every date, this is a big deal, but that shouldn't be the case. And, you know, he got into the podcast and, uh, you know, it's so cool. And he's like, I would be a great guest. And I, I, you know, gave him a look like, okay, sure. Like, you're not that exciting. And then he was like, well, isn't the point of this for you to get content? And he didn't say it in a way where he was like actually curious, like, you know, are you going to use this? Like, it's one thing if you're like actually curious and you're not saying it in like a demeaning way. But if you look at someone and you're like, isn't this just for your show? Like, that is like a a stab in in the throat. Like, that just hurts. And the feeling that you have to like justify yourself to someone about something that you're so proud of. My response to him was there's nothing exciting to talk about on my podcast from this date. Like why why would I, you know, (laughs) why why would I put you on it? Like, did I miss something? And you know, it makes them feel stupid, but it ultimately made me feel insecure. So dating has been really challenging. And what I've learned is that men that are older than me that have, you know, their own careers, their own shit together. They don't look at this as a threat. They look at it as like, wow, this chick has it together. She has a job. She has this on the side. You know, she clearly is well-rounded where someone who's maybe younger, that's not super comfortable on their own skin lacks that confidence and lacks that. And so I've learned that it weeds out guys that, truly would never be a good fit for me. And ultimately, like if someone didn't want to date me because that I have a successful dating podcast, like thank you. You're doing me a favor. Yeah. No. It's so totally. it's like exactly how I felt. Cause like we had mostly okay responses, but like what I wanted one guy in particular, I went on like three dates. Oh, I was going on the third date with him. We'd had two like very adorable dates. And I was like, I'm going to tell him it's the third date about the podcast. But he had found out. And an hour before dinner, we were in like El Molino. I was so excited. I was so hungry. He was like, <laughs> I just listened to the podcast. And I had been like very complimentary. I thought he was super hot. He's like, I'm so flattered. I also think you guys are doing a great job. I'm just like, I feel very insecure. I can't like date you and hear you going on about you going on dates with other guys. And I was like, that's very mature and okay. But I still got like very insecure about what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And again, ours was so specific. Like that's why I think we like geared it more towards like the date spot or how it was or how I felt versus ever talking about, unless like it was a super douche, then I would talk about. Yeah. It was, it's always been more like our feelings about everything. But it's tricky. And like you do, and this guy was like awesome. We ran into each other on the street, like way later in New York, or I didn't even see him. He was like, I think I just walked by you text. Like, I'm still, I continue to be like, I want to set him up with this one friend of mine. I probably couldn't find his number now, but it's just like, I really respected like the way he communicated it versus other people who could be just like, what? Just like, I'm just content, which is like, fuck no. I wish we all could talk about this more broadly. I understand that if someone talked about me on a podcast, I'd be scared too. But like, right. But like you're, but like, you're not my muse. Like, no, like before you was the show the show existed before I, you ever came into my life. Um, I think people get an ego and they just assume, okay, we're out to, you know, you're writing notes. I, one time this guy said to me, he's like, Oh, like, you know, your podcast, like, am I going to be on it? I was like, yeah, I've been recording you this entire time. <laughs> like, and I, I know I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you are so basic. Like, why would I, why would I speak about you? Also, this isn't like a trashing podcast. I'm not like, oh my God, this guy I went on a date with, he ordered tuna tartare. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, ew. Like, no, it's about lessons learned. And a lot of us feel so alone in this world of navigating dating. And it's nice to have a source that you can relate to and learn from. And if a guy is intimidated by that, that's like a total personal issue for them that's something that they need to look in the mirror and say, you know, why, why am I nervous to date this girl? You know, Completely. yeah, that's a really strong, like kick in and I like not, not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do kick in and I kick in and I, bye. Um, bye. <laughs> so 
This is like maybe the most general question ever, but outside of having a podcast, what do you think your biggest like dating struggle slash frustration is? I think that I expect way too much of others. Um, I think that I have this idea in my head of what should be um, and how people should treat one another. And then the reality of that is not, it doesn't equate. So I'll go into situations and, you know, I'll, I'll try to give my fall, I'll try to give my all. And when it's not reciprocated, you know, I get down in the dumps there. And so I think that it's something internally I have to work on dating as, you know, as I said, like a first date is just a first date. Like it's really not the end of the world. And I think that also it's challenging to not feel insecure when you're rejected by someone, whether they're rejecting you because you have a podcast or because maybe they're just not that into you. Um, I, I think that there are so many different factors of it, but I think that I am guilty of getting in my own head sometimes. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like, especially like towards, well, I relate to all of what you're saying, but like, I always struggled with like being called picky by like family members, not even immediate. I didn't have a lot of immediate family pressure on like getting married. But and I still don't because I'm not at all married or close <laughs> to it. But like, I just like I think it's okay. Like I think there's just this really fine line that I think all people struggle with. Like, I hate the term being picky, but like like having high standards or knowing what you want is a really good thing. But also like focusing too much on what's right for you. Like just I was focused. My right was not necessarily what was right for me. Like I was focused on some things that were a little bit more like checklisty on paper oh, yeah. than I should have been focused on. Like not only in a snotty way, but like it was just almost like just second nature to me to just like look for certain things in someone, which was not exactly what I should have been doing. I don't know. I just relate to the like, I think there's just that fine line. It's really hard to know what you're actually looking for or not, or like when you're in your head and when you're not. No, it's so true. I mean, like on paper, I can tell you my ideal guy and that ideal guy in reality is an asshole probably. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned that even if one box isn't checked, don't be close minded. Like not everything is going to be how you imagine it to be. Like people that go on three dates, they hate each other, end up getting married. Like you, you have to stop just assuming that what you think you want is what you actually need because what you need is going to be separate. Mm -hmm. Totally. And it's like, I feel like with, you know, one of my best friends who just was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about a date she went on, there is this problem that a lot of women have that is like, um, quickly writing someone off because of one specific thing about them. And I think it's so easy, especially as like New York or like, you know, women who live in big cities where there's like a lot, it, it's possible to date a lot of people mm -hmm. or to be really, again, picky is not the right word, but really like quick to assume things about people or whatever. But, um, I think it's so easy to be like, Oh, he doesn't fit X like next. And it's like so easy to write off. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's so easy to write off incredible people because they don't fit this one specific idea of what you want for yourself, which like half the time, I think the ideas of what we want for ourselves are just based off of like fucking rom-coms, you know, yeah. or like shit that doesn't, is like fake, you know? Exactly. It's like, I want my Noah from the notebook. Like we, you know, we all have these ideas of what things should be, but that's not reality. Like life is shit. life is mostly shit, right? Mm -hmm. You need someone that's gonna help you through the shit, but also be there to celebrate the great times with you. Yeah. And like some rom com movie that doesn't show that, you know, it's just all these good times. Oh, we have one breakup and it's awful, and we get back together, but that's not reality. You know, like you lose loved ones, like you lose your job, you lose yourself, and if you don't have someone to help you through those times that is your partner, you know, you're doing it wrong. Totally. And through the hard times in a relationship, like, I, you know, I'm in the longest relationship that I've ever been in and I never had a relationship that had hard times because I never had a relationship I cared enough about to like fight through anything with. Like 
hard times in my previous relationships were just like me bouncing. I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, I guess this has been fun, but I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Like literally thank you next. Yeah. Yeah. Like thank you, but literally next. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, it's, it's a, a thing of, um, I always feel like I, it's hard to imagine sometimes the person you imagine for yourself isn't actually that helpful because they don't like challenge or push you in any way. You know what I mean? I think sometimes it's the things you can't imagine for yourself that are the most helpful in like growing and breaking through. Yeah. You need that. Like you need someone that can challenge you and bring things out in you that, you know, life would be boring without those things. Mm-hmm. Like life is boring if you don't have someone that really pulls those things out of you, in my opinion. Yeah. And that, yeah, again, that someone might not look like what you thought they did. And weirdly having this moment where it reminds me of like, you're struggling through career choices. Like someone I worked with who was older than me was like, I always like kind of just went with what was working for me at that time. Even if it didn't look like my dream career. And like all of us sort of had these dreams. Like Liza and I tried to act like maybe certain dream careers. And it's like, you just have to find your version of that. It's not going to look like your picturesque career. Maybe I think most people can relate to that unless you got really lucky and are doing what, like you're the fireman and you want to be a fireman, good for you, or a woman. But like, I think that's kind of true with the relationships too. Like what I pictured is not exactly, like it's better than what I pictured, but it's not what I pictured. I don't know. Yeah. It's really good. Well, you just have to follow your fucking bliss and follow what works for you. And it's like, it's the simplest thing and it's the most complicated. Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I think that like you do have to trust your gut. Cause like with that ex that dumped with that ex that dumped me, like in my gut, I knew that I needed to end it, but I was too comfortable to do it. So it's like, y- you know, like your intuition, your you know yourself better than anyone. You just have to acknowledge those things and not be complacent just because it's easy. Totally, yeah. especially as women, that's our fucking power, man. Is we're fucking intuitive. Like we think yeah. someone's creepy, he is. We think something's right, it is. We think something's not right, it probably is. You know, like yeah, we, harness we your are, witchiness. Exactly. Yeah. Like embrace that. No, the gut thing is so, I remember like being in relationships that were not going to work out and I knew it in my gut and I had friends saying, what does your gut actually tell you? But I'd like literally like read online articles, think about, well, that guy said he didn't want to be in a relationship and then came around. And so that's going to like, just, yeah, my it's the gut exception it. to the rule. It's like, no, like, no, no. If, if, if the guy doesn't call. He doesn't want to see you. Nope. If, if a guy cheats on someone with you, he's going to cheat on you with someone else. Yep. Like patterns repeat themselves. Like yeah. when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did sometimes with like the earlier stages of dating when listeners write in. And like I used to talk about when I was in earlier stages of dating people, like it's like, you're like, oh, he didn't text me yet, but it's okay because that would be soon. But it's like, maybe you just want to text that soon, or maybe you want to call that soon, or maybe you're not cool with an open relationship. Like whatever your standard is, fucking stick with it. And then look for the person who can deliver that. Yeah. That that was a huge thing for me. No, I'm with you on that. I think the texting game, people get so caught up on it. It's like, if you're so curious, just reach out to them. Yes. Like it's, it it does not matter. And guess what? If someone doesn't want to talk to you, it's very clear to read that they text. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a friend recently kind of about this, like helping coach her along about like what looked like a great text conversation to me. She just thought it ended earlier. I was like, this dude's into you. She'd gone on a date with him and I was like, no, he's into you. Like, it's okay to like, he's giving you like, I'm leaving this day for a vacation. I like, it's okay to be a little forward. I feel like that's the other thing as women, like, again, this is all super heteronormative, but like if guys, the right guy for you won't hate you being forward or asking him out. That was actually, I had never asked someone out before we did the podcast in my entire life. Really? I know. I was just such a, I almost said pussy, but I won't. And now I did. But like, I was such a wimp about it. I was just like, I just, I was like, forward thinking feminist like I feel powerful presenting but like in my head I was still like bought into the rules and it was so much bullshit because it was not helping me at all yeah and it's got to feel so great to be like I'm gonna ask him out yeah yeah it became like a necessity for getting on dates and then like it also just wasn't as scary or like it it was so much easier than I thought yeah yeah, you just have to trust your gut. And like, if a guy doesn't want to go out with you or if a guy's intimidated by that, again, thank you next. Yeah. 
So wait, to be super cheesy, and then also I don't we've like double recorded, so I don't want to hold you forever. But what's like the your biggest takeaway so far in terms of having the podcast? I guess maybe aside from like the litmus test thing, but just what's been like what's changed like through doing this podcast for you and dating? I just think I've really grown as a person. Um, I used to really rely on others for my happiness. I don't think that I could ever be okay on my own. Like I always looked for others for love, for any type of validation. You know, if I was lonely, I had anxiety. I always was fearful of the unknown. And I think through having this podcast, I've learned that life happens when it's supposed to happen. You can't force things. Mm. You need to love yourself. You need to like actually work on your shit. Like there are so many things that are wrong with me that I've had to acknowledge and I've had to look in the mirror and actually like, it's almost like working through steps and like acknowledging your flaws because it takes two people in a relationship to make something work or something to fail. And there are things that I've definitely done wrong. Um, so I think it's been a lot of self growth and more just a lot of awareness. So I'm much more confident now. I, I own my shit. I know what I want. I know what I don't want. But more importantly, like I don't need anyone to complete me. And I think that so many people lack that. You know, they, they're always looking for someone else to make them feel whole. But I've realized by doing this, this was like such a, a huge risk to just try especially at 26 years old like mm -hmm. you know it's it, I, i'm single right like i'm in the middle of still finding myself but by taking this risk i'm able to really first-handedly look in the mirror and and do some soul searching and i i'm lucky i'm very lucky that i've had that opportunity i also get to meet really awesome people who have great insight so many of my guests have shared things with me that i instill in my life like on a daily basis like mm -hmm. you're you know, I'm my own worst enemy. You guys are your own worst enemies, mm -hmm. but there's a way to turn that voice off and stop hurting yourself and stop torturing yourself and stop letting your, your past actions define you like live in the moment, accept the things that you can't change and, you know, just try every day to be better than you were yesterday. And I know it sounds all corny and cliche, but I think that also having like a passion aside from your, your job that you do every day. Like if you don't have that, you're, you're not going to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And I always said, like, if I didn't start this podcast, I would probably look back in like 10 years and be like, fuck, I should have done that, but I don't have to do that anymore. Like I took the chance and, and here I am and I'm not going to stop. Totally. It's fucking awesome. Like, again, I just think continue to bring this up like your age like yeah 26 is like it was a weird time in my life so like fucking props to you like we were making shit but like we were not talking as vulnerably about our emotions as totally. you are at 26 and like it's just so effing helpful like totally. i just like i wish i had i'm sure there uh, podcasts existed definitely when we were 26 but i wasn't listening to dating ones and i just totally. think it's helpful. well i think it's also important to like okay as a wrap-up what do we think some, some methods of doing this, like what we've done through making podcasts, mm -hmm. how do our listeners do like, what, how do they find that? Like to me, obviously we talk about this all the time, but like go to therapy. <laughs> I mean, like it, that was the only reason that I found, like I'm positive that like every good thing in my life that I have today, which is a lot is because I went to therapy and like really learned how to like myself, like independent of what anyone thought of me. But what are ways that other people can do this that is not like starting a podcast? I'll fucking start a podcast. Email yeah. us. We'll shut you out. <laughs> like we've said it before, but like a dating project, like by, if you need a break from dating, you do not need to be dating. But like if you have like a goal or something about it where it's just more about you, not about like finding someone. So it's more like I'm going to go on, you know, five dates in January of the new year because I've been kind of bummed about being single but haven't done anything about it. I don't know. I just think anything for me, it was like the project aspect was really important. Um, just like change, reframing my perspective on dating. Yeah. And, and I think also like doing something for yourself, like yeah. what, whether it's like starting to read more painting, doing mm -hmm. an improv class, like it doesn't matter what it is, but do something for yourself that no one else can take away. Mm. Like, 
at the end of the day, like if you don't have your own passion, it's okay if you don't know what that is. Like there are so many things that you can do that don't cost money. You know, you can go to events, you can find groups of people that have similar, you know, emotions as you, similar things they want to accomplish. Like we all feel so alone, especially because of the internet and the way that things are projected. And we're really not like, we all have so much more in common than we, you know, play on. And I think that just trying something new, like putting yourself in a situation where you're super uncomfortable and just getting comfortable with that is such a great way just to better yourself and not, not be stuck in your ways. Yeah. No, it's such good advice. Like that's, yeah. I love that you zoomed it out from like dating because it's so true. It's about doing something for yourself. Totally. And also like, no matter what, if you're not a happy, fulfilled, the content person, you're probably not going to find a, a relationship that's like healthy and balanced. Like you have, like yeah. that was a big thing I learned in therapy. It's yeah. like you've got to be fucking okay. You've got to be on stable ground or else like nothing is going to, no, no romantic relationship is going to go well. Yeah. yeah. Someone once said to me, they're like, how do you expect to get the best if you aren't the best? Yep. That's so totally. fucking helpful. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, you're so right. I'm so fucked up. I got to figure all this <laughs> out and then I can get the best. Yep. Yeah. That's like good Oprah shit. I love totally. that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good takeaway. Yes. Melissa, thank you so much for doing this. This has been so amazing. I, we feel, yeah, this is awesome. We like got, it's the holiday time right now. We're recording and we just really appreciate you taking the time out and our listeners are probably just like itching to listen to. He said what, but tell them where they can find all of your things and follow you. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much for having me on. This has been thoroughly enjoyable, like beyond. I'm so happy and I don't mind taking time out for you guys. Um, for you guys that don't know about my podcast, it's called He Said What. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Android. I mean, everywhere that people go to find podcasts. Um, Twitter, Facebook, He Said What. Go ahead and follow my personal Instagram at Melissa Diamond. You can also follow the at He Said What podcast page. I post on both, you know, pretty frequently on updates. Um, but yeah, go go ahead and subscribe, leave a review. I promise you guys, if you love this podcast, which obviously you're listening, you do, you will love mine as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, and we always sign off by telling our listeners to go on a date. Go on a date. Yeah. Cool. Love it. A big shout out to Anthony from Five Ohm for making us sound really good in post. And you should check Five Ohm out online at fiveohm.com. And that's spelled F I V E O H M. Ohm.